Hey, what's up? Welcome to Bro That's Wild. Yeah, well, uh, this is our third episode of the podcast, and we have a special guest. We have none other than my dad, also business owner of Edmonds Painting and Construction. So welcome, Matthew, a.k.a. Dad. Thank you for having me. I've Thank heard you. a lot of great things about this podcast. And I'm excited. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. On, you. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Tonight. You're in on Ground Zero right yeah. now. I am. So, yeah. I am honored to be here. You're our first interviewee. Yeah, I am honored. Yeah, to be you're here. Your first one. It was a rough start. Y'all should have seen us. I've heard great oh. things about this podcast. Thank you. Great things. What, what, I'm really, excited. What What have you heard? Just how good it's going. <laughs> how well things are going. I think it's going. Yeah, well. I feel like it's going pretty good so far. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I'm yeah. excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, um, for we kind of have like you know a little interview as a business owner kind of like a standpoint from there so um the first question we have for you is what made you want to start your own business you going to answer the question Matt? <laughs> well, i'm thinking about that <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry it's just kind of some awkward um, silence but... no i'm just thinking the reason i there's probably i've always been business minded yeah I always knew how to make money. I enjoyed making money. Oh yeah, I enjoyed making and money. And when too. I was I'll working, working with some, working for someone else, it was I was I was working my tail off. I felt like I was just making them all the money. Yeah. So I decided to. I started by me doing side jobs. You know, I had a full time job. Yeah. Many years ago. And I would do jobs on the side and the nights and the weekends. Like what kind of like side jobs were you like? What were you doing? Mostly drywall repair, some okay. pa- a lot of painting stuff like that. So still kind of like so construction type stuff. So that's where yeah. you main started at. That's where you st- you do painting so much now. Yeah, is you started. Yeah, well, I worked for for a big. We were the largest union painting company in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh. It was all commercial and industrial painting and coatings. It was specialty coatings, epoxies, urethanes, and commercial coatings. But, I mean, my dad had a little, he was apartment manager. So I remember being a little kid and him showing me how to how to hold a paintbrush yeah. and painting underneath little windowsills. And then once, I, once he was happy with the way I did that, then he let me paint closets. And once I did a good job painting a closet, that was my job. We'd go into these apartments. My job was paint the closet. That was it. Yeah. My brothers and my dad did all did, did the rest. And then once I did good on closets, I went to bathrooms. I I was able to paint bathrooms. Then I got into painting kitchens. So I always did closets, bathrooms, and kitchens. That was my job. Yeah. My brothers yeah. did the living rooms and the right. dining like the rooms, rooms, the main and all areas. That? Yeah. The main areas. And then you know I got good enough where I was doing the whole entire apartment. So I did. I learned as a very young age how to paint. Um, when I worked with other people, where a lot of my friends they wanted to work together, put me with my friends. Where I was, since I was a, a young kid, I was always put me with the older guy that's been working for years doing this, that knew what they were doing, and I would keep my eyes and my ears yeah. open and my mouth shut, like the most and I would just learn. <laughs> I would just soak it up like a yeah. sponge. Yeah, that's something. These kids nowadays don't don't know. No, they all want to be with their friends. They want to have fun, exactly, and learn. They want to have fun. But as a at a young age, I was 
working with the older guys and I was learning. That's how I learned. I pretty much, I'm remodeling. I can pretty much do anything on a home. And I learned that just by watching and listening to people. But I was always a worker. I was, I had a paper out at like 11, 12 years old. I had a paper out. I was delivering papers. I started, my dad got me a job at the local restaurant right down the road back in Illinois. And I worked one day and I lost my job. <laughs> worked one day. But the problem was the guy, I, I was a bus boy. So I went bus tables, white tables. Yeah. I was 12 years old. And my dad went in there after my shift and said, hey, how'd Matt do? The guy says, he did really good, but I'm not going to be able to work on him again. My dad says, what did he do? He says, he did nothing wrong. He's the best worker I've got. I wish all my workers worked like that kid. But he says he's not old enough. I thought he was 13. He's only 12. You got to have be 13 gotcha. and be able to get a work permit gotcha. before he can come in. Yeah. So he says when he gets 13, he's got a job waiting for him. But I love to work. Yeah. So I went down the road to a machine shop and asked the guy for a job. And I started, he gave me a job. So I had my paper out and I was working in a machine shop cleaning after school. I'd come home and then I would do my paper out and then I would clean the machines, clean all the metal chips out of it, mm -hmm. clean the oil, sweep and mop the floors. And I did that until I was 13, but I've always been a worker. I've yeah. always enjoyed working. I've always liked making money. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like another like kind of like side question I have for you is like, like obviously you're in the construction business now. So like, was it like you helping like your dad and family and all that or like kind of when you got a little bit older, like your teenage years started doing, but like what made you like fall in love with like construction? Like, you know, like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't think it was something I knew I was going to do the rest of my life. It was something that I was good at. Yeah. It wasn't something that I said, Hey, I'm going to be a construction worker. Yeah. In high school, I took all the, those classes where working on cars, automotive, building trades, woodworking, stuff like that. I enjoyed working with my hands. So I knew I was going to probably do something with my hands. So I took the building trades program. We built the whole house. My junior and senior high in high school, we built the whole house on the ground up. So I learned a lot in that, in those, in those classes. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed building something with my hands. I enjoyed taking something and fixing it yeah. and building something and seeing the end result and, or seeing something damaged and you come in, you fix it. And then when it's done, you're like, wow, I did that. So I enjoyed that. And I was good at it. I became very good. I, I applied myself and I became good at it. And I says, hey, and I started working on the side, making, you know, like I said, side jobs. And I was making good money. I'm like, hey, you know, I can make pretty good money at it. I, right out of high school, I worked as a machinist, as a screw machinist, working on a big old Acme Gridley screw machines that made big um, bearings, inner and outer bearings. I did that. I didn't really enjoy it. And then I went to school, did some business classes in school. And then I decided I was going to, I want to be a firefighter paramedic. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because mm -hmm. my sister has been a paramedic her whole career. Yeah. And so I decided I wanted to, because I enjoyed helping people. Yeah. I've always, my whole life, I always enjoyed helping people. Yeah. So I decided going to school, become a firefighter paramedic. Um, I finished my first year of EMT basic. Finished that. And then I was going to get into the EMT paramedic and didn't finish that. And I started working at, with an ambulance service. That's how you 
That's how you got to start. You got to start out with an ambulance service somewhere. Right, yeah. But there's no money in it. I would, they, they were paying like 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, there's no way I can yeah. make it. And I was doing yeah. construction, making four times that amount. I'm like, you know, there's no career in that. Yeah. So um, if you're, it, it, the only way to make money, like as a paramedic, this was up north, is if you get in with the city fire department. But unless you're a woman or a minority, you're going to be on a waiting list for like, my neighbor, he was on the Milwaukee Fire Department waiting list for over 10 years. Wow. And every year he was going to have to get recertified, recertified, recertified. So if you were a female or a minority, you got to go to, go to the top of the list. Gotcha. But if you weren't, you then you had to just out. wait and wait and wait. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? It, this is ridiculous. Yeah, not that's not, yeah, that's and not I could it. make a whole lot of money doing construction remodeling. So I went back into that. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. So it's not really something that I chose and woke up one day and said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. It was something I was good at and I could make good money at. Yeah. The next question for us um, had to do with like church and all is with you being a pillar in the church, if at all, how does, wow, that's an honor. how do you feel or how does it feel being a business owner? Like how does that correlate with how you react or respond in services? And involvement as far yeah, as like, like yeah how you're involved and like pretty much it, like what you do in church it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have no not no impact on the way I respond in service whatsoever it has nothing well even like with like you like dealing with like people all the time and he doesn't like help you reach other people or like res well res responding in a service is responding to me comes from your worship. That's responding, getting behind the preacher. That has nothing to do with your business. Now, if you, we could go another way and say, you know, the Bible studies and stuff like that. I love teaching Bible studies. Now, that I believe has a lot to do with, you know, dealing with people. Every day I deal with people. Yeah. Every day I deal with different people. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. I, I just love people. Yeah. But responding to business, the business owner, knowing what I know how to do construction wise, it helps me to be able to work around the church, to gotcha, be yeah. effective around the church, right. building maintenance, uh, helping fix things, do things around the church that needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. And then the last question we have for you is just in this past little bit, you really dove into teaching Bible studies and with outreach. So how do you, how do you feel like, what do you feel really flipped that switch for you that like, it was like, okay, I really want to get into Bible yeah, studies. Yeah. And then, Especially uh, in this last few months. Yeah, like, like this revival like, happened. Look, I think you're right now. I think you're one of the ones that probably the most yeah. Bible studies in this revival so far. That's what they say. Yeah, like, 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 I just love people, I love doing God's work. Um, I mean, God has taken me to another level for sure. In the last couple of years, God has completely, but as a in a young kid, I felt. 13 years old, I felt a calling on my life. Um, I ran from it. I didn't want no part of ministry. I didn't want no calling, nothing. Uh, my father was a, was a pastor. Was a, you know He pastored a couple of small churches, evangelized. Uh, I grew up in a minister's home. And I just didn't want nothing to do with ministry. So I felt a calling on my life at a young age, but I didn't want nothing to do with it. I yeah. didn't want no kind of ministry. I ran from it. Uh, I ended up backsliding. I was probably 18. Got crazy and wild. 
And then when I came back, I, I just it was never it was sold out. You know, I, I just never because I knew there was a calling on my life. Yeah. But I ran from it and I didn't want the calling my whole life. I didn't want the calling. But when I was really on fire for God, I knew there was more. I knew that I had to be that I knew that I was supposed to be doing something yeah. more. Yeah. But I didn't want to do more. I was happy just coming to church, sitting on a pew, painting a wall, working around the church. That's what I was happy with. Yeah. But in my heart, I knew there was more that I was supposed to be doing. And until I completely sold out and said, God, whatever you want from me, that's what I want. It's yeah. not my will, but your will. That's when everything just completely took off. When I said, God, whatever you want is what I want. And I said, I want to be on fire for God. And it was just, we went through, I went through, Taylor Fish preached up, uh, this past week talking about going through a, you know, sometimes you got to go through a fire before God sets you up to yeah. do something else. We went through we went through a horrible situation just uh, last year. It was horrible. And, but I knew it was a spiritual thing. And we got through, we went through, it was about six months and it was probably the, the roughest time we have ever been through in our life. My wife and I, and not a lot of people knew we were going through something. And I was talking to uh, pastor and Bishop one day and I was talk, talking about it. They said, wow, we had no idea. And I says, you know why? Because I didn't wear it. Yeah. I didn't come into the church with my head hanging. Where so many people, you can see them come yeah. in and you see they're going, going so like, oh, they're, they're struggling. Right. Yeah. They're struggling. There's something going on because they, they dropped their head. They're, they they woe is me. Right. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. When I came into the church, no matter what was going on, work-wise, business-wise, my home life, my marriage, it didn't matter. When I walked into those church house doors, that was God's time. Yeah. That was that I'm giving God my all. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. Let me tell you something. When I walked into that service, I was not coming down saying, God, oh, help me. Oh, Lord, this is what's going on. Dropping my head. I came in with my hands lifted, worshiping. I was right there in the front pre-service prayer. I was right there. I was the first one up there worshiping. I was the first one up there back in the preacher. Because I wasn't letting the devil steal my victory. Yeah. And someone says, you know, someone someone asked me, why are you so intense with your worship? Why are you so crazy? You, you're 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 an older person. You should be, you know, letting the young people do that. And I says, you know what? For so many years, I walked through those church house doors and sat in that pew and just sat on my hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did service after service after service. But what God has done in my life, yeah, the way I see it. I have a lot of making up to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, so we, I, I could keep you, going on for a while. What would while. you say is somebody? I don't know who's gonna listen to this. Yeah. No telling. Nobody could hear this. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that's right now is in the fight of their life? They feel like and they're running away from God. They don't know which way to go. What 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 piece of advice would you give to them? Prayer. 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 Prayer is the most. I just I was just teaching. I taught four Bible studies this past week already, and the one person they were weeping, crying. The, the world was just crashing in on them. And I says the most important thing I tell everybody that I teach the Bible study to. I tell everybody 
the most important thing is a daily prayer life. Yeah. A daily consistent prayer life. That is the most important thing in anything is your daily consistent prayer life. Not right. once a week, not when you're off on top of the world, every single day. Yeah. Every day. I am I am always I try I try. Not always, but I try to always be in a state of prayer. Yeah. If I'm working, if I'm driving, I'm not sitting there travailing and 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 and, and speaking in tongues, praying. But my mind is on God. Yeah. My mind is in a mindset of prayer all day long. If I'm talking to someone, my mind is still on God and praying. I try to keep that mindset in the mornings and at night. The last thing I do is I pray. Yeah. Uh, in the evening, when everyone go, when kids are all in bed, the wife's in bed. That's my time to focus on God. To end my day, and and I usually get into the Word, prayer, and I might have two or three books that I'm reading. I love to read. Now I might have two or three. I'll read a little bit here, a little bit there, but I always get into the Bible, get into prayer. Every single evening, I end my day with prayer. I begin my day with prayer. All day, my mindset's on prayer. Prayer is the most important thing. Whether you're going through a storm, prayer will get you out of it. If you're on top of the world, prayer will continue to you through that journey prayer is the most important thing above all else prayer and when those when the church house doors are open you're there yeah being uh being in the house of god and a daily prayer life that would be my advice yeah i would say like especially being involved like every time the church is open yeah like it doesn't matter what it is it may be like they could be cooking up here. Come yeah, up exactly. here. And, come up here and cook. Yeah, I, it's just you know uh, being with the people of the church. And yeah, such. just what is it? I don't mind. Is the devil's playground? Absolutely. See, that's why. That's why I think that when you go to sleep at night or you go to bed, I think the most important time to pray is right. Making sure you pray before you go to bed. Yeah. Because that I don't mind. The devil will start messing with your I don't mind. If the devil knocks on your door and says, Devin. I'm I'm the devil. I'm gonna mess with you. You'd say, "Hey, devil, not today." Yeah. You know, but if you're not there, if you're not aware that mm -hmm. he's fighting, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. So, an idle mind when you're asleep, you can't control the thoughts yeah. that's going on in your mind. Yeah. That's why so many people will have they'll fight night uh, uh, nightmares, mm -hmm. bad dreams. Yeah. So and many times when people that. wake up, they they've slept all night, but they feel like they haven't slept at yeah. all. Yeah. Because their mind is battling. Yeah. And that's why it's important to pray over your mind before you go to sleep. You know, yeah, that's, I yeah. think that's the biggest battle people yeah, people definitely. fight is their mind. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. The devil uses the pe people's mind more than anything. Yeah. And they'll start, he, devil start putting all these thoughts in their minds and start battling. That's why so many people battle with their mind. Yeah. I think today... In today's generation, the battle of the mind is probably one of the greatest tools the devil has against us. Oh, is yeah. in people's minds. Yes, yeah, I, I believe so. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I said pray, especially at night when you before you go to bed, pray over your mind. God, you know, whatever it takes, Lord, you know, pray over your mind. If it's not pleasing to God, Lord, block it out of my mind. Don't let it enter my mind. You know, build a wall of protection around your mind. Uh, so like one more kind of question I have 
uh, that I just kind of thought of. So we did like a, like a more spiritual standpoint, but more now more like towards that. like a business standpoint, like someone who may be trying to start a business and like it's not really getting going. So what, what's some advice you'd give to someone who's like trying to start a yeah. business? Trying to oh, get that's going? easy. That's easy. Number one thing, and I've and I've told people this starting out, the, the biggest advice that I've got for any business, someone that wants to go in business, do not go in debt. Oh, yeah. Period. That's, that's, that's big. Do not yeah. go in debt. Now, I've seen people start a business. They go get a loan. They get a new truck, new trailer, all these tools, yeah, whatever. And so now you've got that loan that you've got to pay off. So now you've got your normal life, your house, your, yeah. your electric, your water bill, your, your, your all, all that stuff. That, but yeah. now you got all these tools and this pretty truck yeah. and everything all that you got to pay for. When I started, I started a business in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew it from the ground up seven full-time employees and three part-time guys i grew a great business yeah down here i started a business i've been here 10 years i stay busy year round i never yeah. slow down my biggest problem is finding guys who want to work yeah i can't hard. find that's no hard. one who wants to work so i know about business i know about starting a business and my biggest advice is do not go in debt most people that go in debt start getting loans out within two years they're done yeah um 85 of businesses fail within the first year 75% of businesses fail within the first three years, 50% fail after the first four years, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's important not to go in debt. When I started this business came down here in Texas and I started this business, if I needed a tool, our first place I would go is to the pawn shop. If they, and I'd most of the time I'd find a tool there, get it for a few dollars. Okay. Then I'd use it. If they didn't have it, then I would go buy one. But I wouldn't just go start buying tools because I wanted tools. I would wait until I needed that specific right, tool. Yeah. Then I would first place I would go is to the pawn shops. And then if they didn't have it, then I would go to like somewhere like Harbor Freight or something discount to get it. Yeah. I started with no debt. And that's my biggest advice is do not go in debt with the business. Yeah. And love people and take pride in your work. Don't try to get rich off of the off of one customer yeah do what you say you're gonna do charge a fair price and take pride in your work yeah that's it that was really good I, uh, well, that was our first little like interview we had uh i think it went really good i think i think so yeah i think answered great questions you had wonderful responses and now into our little segments we have you know kind of bring it all the way down to the more fun side of the podcast i so, like that it was fun that was did it feel good like you know be able to speak all that and yeah have you, been, have you been wanting to let that out for a little bit i just enjoy talking spiritual yeah. stuff yeah. yeah and yeah it's nice to talk and, business and, once and, in a while and it's nice you know because really i mean we can do whatever we want on this podcast oh yeah and then we may have a whole schedule on here and i even texted brady while in the middle of text uh talking about this and i was like let's just run with this for a little bit yeah yeah and we let you go a little bit yeah so it's nice that we can just yeah I love how we can we're not it. stuck to one thing here exactly. we can we can talk about really yeah. anything very open very open good. yeah so um open. yeah now to like a little segments our first one for you is going to be a, a top five so we, we give you a topic and you know you just give us you know your top five so the topic is your top five desserts of all time top five favorite desserts <sighs> you start with five yeah what's what, what's number five Five being the worst. Chuck, oh, five well, not, being like, the worst. But not necessarily like the worst because it's your top just five. Just your top five, but, but like, one being the best. Yeah. I'll say that. Like one being your absolute favorite, like five, it just kind of like you I know, like French choke pie. French choke, yeah, you do good. Yeah. Ooh. 
French so, choke pie, the chocolate. It's like the chocolate, oh, like the. I can't choke pie. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like the chocolate cake with like the whipped cream, like the chocolate shavings on top. Yeah. Pass. Uh, that is uh, <laughs> really good. I'm not a big chocolate person, but I like that. French chocolate cake. Okay. <laughs> French pie. Yeah. Chocolate chip ice cream. H E B's chocolate chip ice cream. Their H E B brand is not phenomenal. even Bluebell. You don't eat Bluebell. Bluebell is probably He's, suck it. You're not Texas native, so I guess. You're not. I mean, but it's like, like Bluebell is good, but it's like H E B. Why spend the money if you don't have to? H E B. It's the same. Yeah, ice cream. It's no, the same no, price. No, no. H E B brand is like. Four dollars, five dollars. I say H E B brand anything is probably Bell. better. Yeah, Blue Bell is like almost like ten dollars. Yeah, H E B brand chocolate bunny, chip, like Blue Bunny or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That they like used to sell school. Dollar ninety nine or something. <laughs> uh, French soap pie number five. Yeah. Chocolate chip ice cream. Four. Four. Uh, apple pie. Ooh, apple pie is my favorite. That's definitely my number one. Favorite. I like. Okay, apple pie. Cookie, I'm still. Hey, this is my this is my complaint. You heard on last last episode Thanksgiving and drinking apple pie. Still haven't ate any. I did buy one, but I haven't got to eat it yet since Thanksgiving. Homemade apple pies are better. Yes, they most definitely are. Yeah, but nobody made one, so I had to I buy like one. apple pie, but it's not my number one. Probably oh, like, no, no, like, like mine's one. No, mine's one. Blueberry cobbler. <laughs> or I'm sorry, blackberry. <laughs> blackberry <laughs> cobbler. Now your age is showing. <laughs> blackberry cobbler. Mama's blackberry cobbler. No, blackberry cobbler. <laughs> And then chocolate pan chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. I like I chocolate, love, chip cookies, I chocolate chip cookies, but like pan chocolate chip cookies, yeah. my Ooh, mom used to always make me. My mom used to always make yeah. that those pan chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah. Pass it out and you cut it, like it in a big oh, baking yeah. sheet. Yeah, it's the it would be gone. Put some in ice a cream day. on it. No. So do you do like milk with that? Or do you just kind of like eat them with like yeah, anything? Milk. Hey, uh, have you heard of anybody uh, liking white milk but not liking yes. chocolate milk? So do you know of anybody that likes white milk but doesn't like chocolate? They're out there. Out we had this there. debate. I don't. Those people don't exist. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because it's a different taste. I don't know anybody. Don't like See, that Dad knows. Dad knows the world no, with this business stuff. But I've heard of people liking that. I've heard of people liking chocolate milk because they don't like white milk. Exactly, I've said that too. But and then he was like, "No, the argument is people. There's there's people out there that like but white milk. But there is people out there. I'm though. sure there is. Oh yeah. But there's maybe it's like population of two. Oh no, they're out there. They're they're. Out I, there. I'm not saying it's me. I like chocolate milk. Oh so. yeah, yeah. I like. Good chocolate milk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, also another controversial thing: is it wrong to soften your ice cream by putting it in the bowl and then setting it in the microwave for a couple seconds? I that's the only See? way I do it. See, Dude, I'm not the no, only one. No, I'm not the only one. 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 Done deal. Closed. Done deal. Closed. You can't, you can't you get. Can... Food critics from a dude who eats beef jerky as a steak. <laughs> okay, I don't support no, that. I like. I don't support like ice cream either. If you're not gonna put it in the microwave, soften. Put it in a bowl and no, take your okay. spoon and whip it until it gets <laughs> okay. really whippy. That's what a child really <laughs> And child. I'm okay with putting your whole tub of ice cream in the microwave for a second or two and soften the whole tub, but you don't put it in the bowl I and then put it in the microwave. Can't you get salmonella or something by Boy, putting the whole thing in no. there? What? I don't know. Like, I have never heard of that. By getting it warm and then. I mean, I also heard that about doing like, the same thing. I've heard that about eating cookie dough raw, but yeah, I eat chocolate chip. I have done that ever. So no. Ice cream is better when it's soft. Yeah, it is. See, but like, okay, like, it's let's already say, like, say no, but let, let's say, it is it's ice cream. No. What kind of dude? Y'all, dude. y'all getting y'all's ice cream from the back of the freezer? That's why it's so hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a normal. I, I guess dude. my freezer's turned up too much. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my ice cream deals is with hard. each other, but I don't know. But okay, so our last little segment for you is a little blind ranking. So 
we've got, you know, you got to rank these without knowing what's next. And like, you can't change the order after we give you. So this is tool stores, places to buy your tools from. All right. So where would you put Harbor Freight? Top, like in your five. Five being the worst, one being the best. Where'd you put Harbor Freight? Um, and that's a tough one because the Harbor Freight, you know, they helped you out when you were in a bind, you know. Right. I like Harbor Freight. Yeah. But but their quality isn't that well. So if I want a good quality tool that I'm going to spend money on, I wouldn't go to Harbor Freight. Yeah. But everyday tools that I'm going to use for yeah. this job and they're going to break in a few months, I go to Harbor Freight. To save money. So where would you put probably like three or something like that? Yeah, like where'd you, where where would you put it? Not the best, somewhere in the, the middle worst. ground. Um, I mean, you're not signing your life away. <laughs> yeah, you're, just, I mean, you're just placing yeah, our exactly. harbor freight is that the top on the list. Five? Good yeah. God. Well, because uh, we have three. Three? Okay. Three. Right in the middle ground. That's that's respectable. So the second one. And I can't change it, right? No, you nope, can't change it. Lock. It's locked in. It's locked in. Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah. I'm a Home Depot man. I don't yeah. like Lowe's. I'm not a Lowe's guy. No, I'm a Lowe's guy. I'm a Lowe's guy. <laughs> Devin no. doesn't know what he is. <laughs> no, I'm a Lowe's guy. I don't like Home Depot. Probably one. One? Really? Ooh. That's because, like your go-to? Because they have Milwaukee tools. Lowe's don't Dude, sell. Yes, they do. Lowe's don't sell Milwaukee no more. Oh, no more? Really? No. They, they, oh, they replace them with Craftsman. Mm-hmm. So... Home Depot, and I'm a Milwaukee guy. I like all my power tools are Milwaukee. Yeah. So yeah, I would like say I would say from one, Milwaukee. Home Depot one because they have Milwaukee tools. All Continue. right. So this one, <laughs> Walmart. Five. <laughs> hey, hey, do, no, do the last I don't have to think about that. Do that last. We'll give it an honor roll mention. No, you gotta put that in, bro. All right, all right, all right. So like, you don't have you ever bought anything from Walmart? Like as like tool wise, no. You don't, dude. Heartbrand. Okay. Come on, heart. Dude, you can't this is how I make my living. <laughs> I mean, I can. Like, it's never been like something like, oh, I need something quick. There's a Walmart right here. Let me go check. It's always been Home Depot's on my mind. Let's get it. They're you buy your church clothes from Walmart? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> the ties that he steals from my aunt Tracy. Stop. We don't have an aunt. All right, so Walmart's yes, number five. All right. Harbor Freight's three. Home Depot's one. All right. Two I don't. I don't four. know if you got the update, but I updated. The pawn shop. Two. Two. Okay. That might a lot of this stuff. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. You just yeah. texted it to me. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I made a little update. Okay. Well, you did, I uh, didn't get the update. So, the last one so number four. four. Northern Tool. Number four. Is that, are you happy with, with oh, all yeah. your stuff? Northern Tool's got good tools, but I've never, I don't think I've ever bought a tool. I think they're a little pricey. Yeah, they're very pricey. Very pricey. Is it like good quality? Yeah, they've got good, good quality. Yeah, but they're very pricey. So, so one that we thought about putting on here, we don't know. We don't know how if you've ever bought tools from here. But Goodwill in the struggle, huh? I don't think I've ever bought a tool from there. <laughs> like, I don't think coming. I've seen a. Tool I don't think they even well. sell tools. They might. Yeah. I mean, they probably sell whatever you dropped off. Yeah, I mean, well, they probably keep them. Yeah, that's probably true. Probably drop probably, off it, something probably nice like, hey man, I can use it back at home. <laughs> I don't know. I probably do. Oh, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well. That's our blind ranking, and that is us closing out the podcast. Thank yeah. you. Hey, sorry about that, everybody. We had some technical issues on the recording side. Thanks to me. Right. And, we uh, forgive you. So, yeah. Matt, go back to what you were saying. I was just <clears throat> asking you, <clears throat> who was your next 
person you were going to have on. And I was just wondering if you guys had someone lined up. Who do you think? Who do you yeah. do? You, do you have any like suggestions? suggestions? Like, like suggestions? We have. Who would you like to hear? Yeah, I would like. I would like to come back again. You know, we, we will have you back. We would we'll we'll love back. to have it we back. We can get the financial terms and everything mm-hmm. we'll worked send, out. We'll have our people send your people right. contracts. Let's yeah. get that worked out. We get the finances, financials worked out. I would love to come back. Oh yeah, uh, I would love. We to have a. Right we already have plans for a Christmas special. We do a Christmas yeah, special coming up. Well, you know, I think it would be interesting to to interview, to have a podcast. My friend, Bobby Wade. Oh, gosh. That would be interesting. If we could if we could snag him on an interview, that'd be, that would be, cool. I mean, that'd be wild. That would, that would, that would be, be wild. That would be a good... And he'd be like, bro, that's yeah, crazy. That dude's, that dude's crazy. Yeah. He is crazy. Yeah. He is wild. Yeah. That's who I like. I, that's who I recommend. That would be that'd be a good one to to try to get on because really we could do these interviews anyway. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. we could just send an invite and for sure get on anyway. I mean, it could be literally anybody. Yeah, well. you could go to his house and do it. I mean, oh, or we didn't have to. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, can do it anywhere. We can do it anywhere. Anyway. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, we didn't have to invite you here. Yeah. Today. You could have done, done it over the house. phone. Yeah, you could have done it over the phone. That's how versatile this is. Base is nice. Yeah, we're on different levels. You know? Yeah, there's levels to this, and we're yeah, there. I can tell. Yeah, there's a starter level, tell and we're above that. On different levels. <laughs> Took us a little bit to get started. Yeah, don't we, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we had some don't difficulties there, but but I would, but I would be honored to come back. I enjoyed my time. I here. promise the next time you will, thanks, you, you will be back. Thank you for having. And next time you're back, our our mics will be set up better, and we'll have a whole. It's all right. We'll yeah. have a whole. But you know what? Just like anything that's start, starting out, it takes some time. Yeah, you start from the bottom. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. Okay. So for the last for Brady exercise out. Exercise. Before we close this thing out. <laughs> Don't worry, Devin. I got your back. That is mini stroke. What are some last remarks, Matt, that you have for, keep, the, for the for the listeners? Keep God first. Yeah. Effective. Uh, Prayer life and have fun. Yeah, we're all yeah. about having fun. Oh, we're all about yeah. having fun. Don't take life too serious. You only get one shot. Yellow. Have fun. Yellow. You know, enjoy life because life is short. You never know when it's gonna run out. True. But that promise the next day, right? One day at a time. That's what I always say. One, one day, day at a time. Is that your go-to quote? My quote. No, my quote. Is you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Ooh, I like that. We end yeah. the we end the podcast yeah. with a quote from Devin. Yeah, I like I like that. That's I, nice. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You just started something new, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's nice. That's my that's my. Yeah, there's a quote I heard. Uh, what's your guys' opinion? It's from Steve from Good Good Golf. He says, "Stop chasing the dream is funner than living the dream." I could see that. I could see why that chase because because you want to get to that spot. Exactly. But maybe, I heard you guys. Would... Maybe the spot isn't as good as you think. It is. Exactly. Just like just like when they say the one who loves the journey will go further than the one who loves the destination. Because if you're trying to get to the destination, then you're not going to enjoy what's around. But if you just if you love if you just love the journey, you'll go way further than the destination is going to take you. Enjoy life. Like, choose yeah, something like, you just love like to do and go for it. Aim for the moon. Yeah. Aim for the stars. stars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, we're sorry if our mics don't sound the best today. Yeah, we have we're, a different setup this time. We uh, we have a one mic on a vacuum cleaner. One mic on a foldable thing. We don't even know what it's it is. A Bible study. Bible study. It is a Bible study. But, so. Uh, we do have a Christmas special coming out with a special guest. Um, it's going to be great. Y'all, yes. You so do not want to miss no, it. You Stick don't. around no, for you it. Don't. So it's going to be great. But stay tuned. And thank you for tuning in to Bro, That's Wild.